0: Welcome to Simply Remarkable. Now, this was created by Remarkable, a speakers bureau, so you would get to meet all our talent that we represent in person, online, and get to know them personally. Also, we want you to know that you can be and live remarkable just like they are. And also, you just might want to have them and book them for your next event. Now, look, happy, fabulous (laughs) Friday. You know, it's fall festival time and close to Halloween, so we wanted to encourage you to have a great 30 minutes with us today. Now, today our guest is the fabulous Mary Kelly. Now, from her days as a naval intelligence officer, to her role today as one of the top leading requested keynote speakers on leadership. And also she's a leading economist in the world. She has carved out an unbelievable career in leadership. Now, she is a high energy keynote speaker, author of 13 books to date. I believe I have the number right. And she speaks all over the world, bringing to audiences special tips and leadership skills that we all need today. Now, let's give a big shout out welcome to Mary Kelly. Yay, yay. Welcome, Mary. We're so glad you're here.
1: Oh, Sue, I am so excited to be with you on your remarkable podcast, and I'm excited that we get to talk about things that people are really worried about today concerning leadership and things going on around them.
0: That is so great because it's a live show, and then you're right, Mary. Next Wednesday, it turns into a podcast. Thanks to our great broadcast director, lisa raymond who has worked all these details out aren't we glad we have those people in our lives mary that can do all that technical stuff
1: thank goodness for the people who are able to do all of the things you know and sometimes people they you know they get kudos to, they give kudos to the people who they see it's all the people behind the scenes that really deserve all of the applause in my opinion
0: that's true that's true and lisa is behind the scenes today as well as my assistant rosie so We've got it covered, Mary. We don't have any issues whatsoever. So to start out with, let me ask you this, Mary. I am seeing people today are more stressed and more uncertain than ever. Now, in your experience, why is that a leadership issue?
1: Before COVID hit, people have these, I think people have a stress bucket. Everybody has a stress bucket. And in your stress bucket, It's your life. It's your work. It's maybe your kids, your parents, your family, your friends, your community, the people you're involved with. It's your normal life stuff. You've got a stress bucket. And then COVID hit and our stress buckets, which were already full, now got overflowing. COVID added an element of now work from home. Now manage people who work from home. Now teach your kids from home. Now deal with this. So you go into a store and, oh, wait, I forgot my mask. Go back to the car. It just added all this stress to everybody's life. And now we've got other factors that are stressing people out. There's social factors, there's economic factors, there's political factors, there's Russia being wildly naughty in Ukraine. All of these issues and the stress buckets are overflowing. And this is a leadership issue because people are coming to work and they're not focused. They're leaving the house and they're watching the news. There's bad news on the news. They're trying to get the kids off to school. They're trying to get themselves out of the house. They're trying to manage all of the things that are going on plus the levels of uncertainty and stress. So when they walk into work or if they're on the first call of the day, they're not at their best. And that's a leadership issue. And we as leaders have a responsibility to help the people around us. And it doesn't matter if they work for us, if they're peers, if it's our boss, we have to help the people around us be their best. Now, In some areas, they're saying, well, maybe we shouldn't try our best. Maybe we should do this quiet quitting. Maybe we should allow people to work at 60%. The problem with that is when you know you can do more and you know you're kind of half in it through work, it makes you as a person feel worse. And so the example I love for this is if you've ever watched kids play soccer, And the kid finally gets the ball and they finally get it down the field and maybe they don't score and it doesn't matter, but they finally moved the ball to the other side of the field. They are so excited. They are so proud of themselves. They're so happy because they were able to do something they didn't know they could do before. And see as leaders, we have to help people do the things that they weren't sure they could do because it helps them feel better about themselves. It gives them a sense of pride and responsibility and confidence in their own abilities. And this is where we as leaders sometimes get it wrong. We sometimes feel that holding people accountable is a bad thing. Oh, you know, there's a lot going on so we can't hold people accountable. There's a lot wrong with that. First, if you're not holding your people accountable, When budget cuts come and they're coming, those people are going to be the first to go. And you didn't hold them accountable, which means that's kind of on you. And if you're not helping your people be their best, again, you're not helping them feel pride in themselves, but there's not also pride in the organization. So you're failing them on multiple levels. So what we need from leadership now is to understand that all of the stress going on in the world is a leadership issue, and we have to step it up too
0: how exciting to see that we can do that and why we should do it. That just perfectly answered to me in my mind that issue of quietly quitting. Thank you for sharing that because that's an that's a big issue out here and we need to recognize that and you gave just gave us in a short seconds great information. Thank you for sharing your little heart out. This is great. Now, I have seen this, and of course, I've been a leader in leadership for a long time, as you have been, but why does it seem, even though there's everything around it, why does it seem that leadership is much more difficult today than it ever has been?
1: People are being bombarded by all kinds of other stimuli. It's not just the media. Now on the way to work, people are listening to podcasts. So they're getting different ideas, different things. They are looking on social media and they're getting ideas and information on social media. There's a million TV channels. And if you don't like your cable channel, there's a bunch of other options for other streaming and other programming and Hulu and Netflix and all of that. There's just so much stimuli out there. And again, I love examples that deal with things we all understand. So if you've ever seen a baby, a brand new baby in a room, and new parents are always so great because they've got all the toys and the murals and all the things. And sometimes what the baby needs is to not be stimulated. Sometimes the baby needs a quiet, dark room where they can just go to sleep and take their nap instead of having all the toys always in their face all the time. We need that too. Sometimes we need that quiet and we're not getting the quiet we are getting bombarded by information and our all the technology which is designed to help us be more connected can oftentimes make us feel more disconnected because it seems like when I look on Facebook, when I look on Twitter, other people's lives look more glamorous than mine. People seem more successful than me. We all know that what is on social media isn't the whole truth and nothing but the truth. It's a version of certain events. And so right now people are feeling what I call lost. They're feeling, it's an acronym, lost. They're feeling a sense of loneliness and being disconnected with other people. They are feeling opportunities lost. You know, the O in lost is opportunities lost. Fear of missing out. You only live once. Am I doing this right? Am I doing enough? The S and the lost is the stress level, and stress levels right now are over the top. You and I b- have both seen increases in people struggling with mental health, and that's that's a lot of that is driven by enormous amounts of stress, and people don't know how to process it, and they don't know how to make it happen so that they can work the stress instead of having the stress work them. And partly, when you've got high levels of stress, and you and I both know this it increases, you know, the cortisol levels in your body you're running on adrenaline and then the cortisol levels increase and it makes your body more inefficient. Um, especially genetically for the ladies, this is unfair, but we process cortisol slower than the men. So we've got to kind of be mindful of that, which means during times of high stress, we kind of have to look at, am I managing my stress? That doesn't mean I'll stop. It means manage the stress. And practitioners and health folks would tell you the way to do that and you do it is to get your body moving, go dancing, go exercise, do things to release the endorphins you know, in your body so that you feel better, get things done. Even if it's just five minutes straightening up your office, take control of the things you can control. So all of the managing stress techniques that lots of your speakers talk about, it's really important. And then the T the in LOST is time management. People feel like they have more to do, and they do. People have to do more things now just to maintain that semblance of balance in their life. And this is more difficult. So when I talk about people feeling this sense of being lost, and this is translating into leadership, your people are feeling this. So leadership is harder now than it's ever been. And so when I talk to my leaders, I say, look, you've got to step up and I know you're tired too. And I know you're stressed too. And I know you're thinking all the things everybody else is, but you've got to deliver more, more leadership, more often with more touch points, with more specific communications more often. People simply need more and better leadership now than we ever have.
0: That is so true because, you know, I, I see uh, people in different situations and and that is really true. Mm-hmm. How managing it, how they're being, you know, led and all that really matters. It really makes a difference. So out there, yes, uh, we have the keys here and we can do that. And thank you for sharing that, that all those things come in, come into play at one time now.
1: And you're, you're also seeing this with your clients. A lot of your clients, you know, they're being bombarded too. And your job is to help them kind of sift through all of this crazy amounts of information and help them whittle things down to one choice that's going to be best for them. And helping them with that decision-making process where sometimes, and they're not 100% focused on it and they don't know the things that you know, we have to lead our clients too. And this is part of leadership, it's part of sales, it's part of really good business practices. How do you lead people who... aren't necessarily working for you. And people don't understand when you're doing what we do, leadership is everywhere. Leadership is at all levels. Leadership is a responsibility. If we have the ability, we have to help. And that's where some people I think have retreated um, because they're so worried about all these external factors that they're not being proactive. They're not being that servant leader that they were kind of raised to be because of all the stresses and they're inwardly focused and they're struggling with helping other people too.
0: That is so true because I've been told you're a bright light when you do those things, when you're wanting to help our clients be less stressed in their job because it's a big job to, to be in this industry and be in any industry today. And so That's key, so it starts with you, right?
1: It has, to, it has to start with us taking responsibility for our actions, control what we can control. We can't control the universe. We can't control politics. We can't control world events. We can't control the Olympics. We can't control the stock market. There's so much we can't control. But when we focus on the things where we can make a difference and your group, if they want the resources on this, we're making that, um, I'm giving y'all a special link. I'll put it in the show notes uh, so that you can help uh, get the word out. We have a great because one of my clients said, Mary, you don't understand, you know, my people are just stressed. And I'm like, oh, I have a handout for that. And it's things like you ask yourself, and it's a bubble, um, it, within a bubble. The big bubble are the things that you can't control. And it's all the things I just talked about, you know, the economy and geopolitical issues and crime and, you know, just all the things that make us worried throughout the day. But the things you can control, you can control your business. You can control your relationships. You can control your friendships. You can control how you get up every single morning and present yourself. You can control um, you know, the pets that you have. There's a lot you can control. So you ask yourself, can I control the situation? Can I positively impact this situation? Can I make a positive difference for other people? Will I be happier if I get involved? You know, Ask yourself these series of questions. And if the answer is no, you know what? let it go. Let it go. Focus on the things you can control.
0: And that's so key. Letting go. Those two words are key. And we'll make sure we get that handout shared all over. All right. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. See, I love Larry to always have something for us here because she always keeps sharing things with her vast experience where you've learned how this works. It's, it's amazing. Thank you for doing that. And Now, I'd like to say you've already shared enough. I bet everyone out there is writing their little hearts out to make sure, but this will be rebroadcast so you can keep watching it in case you forget. You don't have to take all the notes. But give us some specific actions that leaders, managers, supervisors today can take to help their people, whether it's in the office or whether it's remote so that they can stay engaged. That is the biggest thing I have been asked by clients. Do you have speakers that can help us on that issue, on staying engaged? And I certainly say, well, yes, we do. Uh, So Mary, tell us some of those tips that you can share with us on staying engaged.
1: Well, Sue, you know, I spent 26 years on active duty in the Navy. And and as we talked about, and you know, uh, all my brothers and sister, and the family, and most of the spouses, everybody was military. The military loves acronyms, so I use acronyms all the time. If I can't make an acronym out of it, I'm going to number it, or I'm going to make everything begin with the same letter of the alphabet. So my other acronym for you today is pivot. And I know we're all sick to death of the word pivot, but I use pivot as the way to remind ourselves of what we need to do tactically to help our people. And the first. Uh, The pivot, the PM pivot, is to remind people of their purpose. People need a purpose. People need to wake up every single morning and know that they are part of something bigger than themselves. They need to wake up in the morning and be reminded that what they do is important. They need to know intrinsically, in the very depths of their soul, that they are doing great work that makes a difference for other people. We have to help people be reminded of their purpose because when people are feeling lost, they then tend to not understand how important they are and this is why again we're seeing some of the mental health issues because people don't understand how important they are to the people around them and that they are making a difference every single day so we have to remind people of their purpose and we have to acknowledge their purpose and we have to celebrate their purpose and then the i in pivot is making sure that we are showing up every single day prepared to influence and inspire the people around us even when it's been a bad day even if it's been a bad week you know what you need to show up every day and be great for other people. The VM pivot is assess the volatility and vulnerability of the people around you. And I did this, I made this mistake when I was on active duty, I would walk around and I'd ask people, hey, how you doing? And I was the boss and they go, good, great, fine. You know what? That didn't tell me anything about how they were actually doing and it did not help me lead them in a good way. I, I wasn't getting, I wasn't waiting around for the right information. So now what I encourage my people to do instead is say, you know what, on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being absolutely fantastic, couldn't be better. And one being oh, pretty terrible. Ask people, say on a scale of one to 10, with everything that's going on around you, where are you today? And if somebody says, oh, I'm an eight, oh really? Well, what would get you from an eight to say a nine? Well, I'm kind of hungry. I would like lunch. Okay. I'm not worried about you at all. Did you bring lunch? Can I get you lunch? Is everything okay about lunch? We're good with lunch. Yeah, I brought my lunch. I'm just, you know, I think that's probably what would get me up to a nine. Okay, I'm not worried about you. But if you say I'm a three or a four, that's an all stop. That's like, okay, hang on. Maybe we need to take a quick break. Let's go for a quick walk. Let's have a quick chat. Maybe let's have a quick coffee. What's going on? And is there any, you know, is there something you want to talk about? I don't want to be nosy, but I want to be helpful. Is there something that you'd like my help to strategize solutions for? I realize that is a sentence that ends in a preposition, but it's the question to ask, you know, is there something I can help you strategize? You know, we've got resources available in case you're kind of struggling with, you know, resiliency, in case you're struggling with focus, in case you're struggling with productivity. You know, we've got resources for you that might be helpful. Help people get Um, wherever they are, you know, what can we help you solve? And sometimes it's personal and you don't necessarily know what if you've got a sick kid at home? What if you're taking care of an aging parent? What if you're really tired because, you know, you've been up all night and you're like, I'm a two because I'm just exhausted. Okay. Is there, you know, what's the next step? Let's figure out the action steps so that being volatility and vulnerability is not just going, Oh, okay, good, great. Fine. And keep walking. Mm -mm. It is leading based on the individual and their needs in that moment. And then the O and pivot is making sure we're seeing the opportunities. This doesn't mean being opportunistic. It means filling the market with the things we do best. Where can we step up our servant leadership and help other people? Where are the opportunities for us to really kick it into high gear so that we are doing our very best for other people? And then the T is the tools and the training that help people be successful. So, for example, we've all had that situation where we've maybe worked for somebody else and the computer systems are down for the day and all of a sudden productivity tanks and the boss is mad. Well, the reason productivity tanked is because we couldn't log into something or the new software wasn't working or there was a glitch or 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 or. making sure your people have the right tools to do the job is critical. I worked with a CPA firm. And the boss didn't understand when people said, no, we need we need you to order these things. We need you to approve this purchase. We need." And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, "There, well, it's in my inbox. It's I'll get to it. No, no, you need to do it now. And so all of a sudden he was mad because work was held up because he didn't order the right forms and they couldn't print out the tax things that they needed to do in order to help the clients. And he was mad and they're like, but you've been sitting on this purchase order for four weeks. And he didn't realize that he was the one holding up other people. So sometimes... You have to to ask your people, what do you need from me in order for you to be successful? So that's the acronym of PIVOT. Wow.
0: All right. Have we had enough? Okay. This is so great. And we're hearing comments saying, good, solid advice. I love that because it's so practical that we can just take it away. You know, oh, PIVOT, we thought it was just something else, but now you've made us feel like it is more personal to us of how we can go and implement things. Thank you so much for sharing that. One more quick question here. And everybody I'm sure in their mind, when they see you or when I share out there about you that yes, you're a leadership expert and keynote speaker and all, but you also are one of the leading economists in the world now, how does both of those fit together? Leadership and economics. Can you tell us how that works?
1: This is kind of like you being Celine Dion and being so talented, but maybe you only sing alone at home or in the shower. This is where, so this is where leadership and economics merge and you're going, what Celine Dion, how does that work? Most of the decisions we have to make today are hinged on economic factors. You're trying to make good profit for your business. You're trying to make good allocation of your scarce resources. You're trying to help your teams be productive. See, this is all resource allocation, which is economics. So what I help people with is the economic market forces that they may or may not see coming. You know, as leaders, we've got to see what's below the tip of the iceberg. We've got to see everything underneath it. And a lot of those forces are economic forces. So right now, people are worried about things like rising interest rates because the Federal Reserve is rising interest rates. Why? Because we've got rising inflation issues. Right now, this morning, our food inflation is at 11.2%. If we calculated it the way we did in 1983, it would be at 19%. What that effectively means um, overall is that our inflation rate at an 8.2% for last month. It effectively means that with taxes, people just got a 10% pay cut, and that is affecting their decisions. And it's also affecting what they're doing at work. Well, maybe I need to look for another job. That's an issue. Well, maybe I'm gonna cut back on my spending. That's an issue. Well, maybe I have to cut back on my childcare. That's an issue. So economic forces are coming into play on the leadership side as well. So what I try to do is I try to again, merge the concentric circles of all the leadership things that you have to be concerned about with the economic market forces that you need to pay attention to. And then I try to merge those so that you have a stronger strategy, to make better decisions for faster results.
0: Wow, that was great. And just a nut uh, a, a brief moment, you know, it's like, okay, I'm sure many out there, just like me, some light bulbs went on at that point. I mean, you can you can really drive us to that. That is so great. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I know you have lots of great books out there. And just to name a few, mm -hmm, the five-minute leadership guide, okay, yes, awesome, awesome for leaders. And then you've got one that says why leaders fail, okay, always great information. And then also, who comes next? What's going to happen in your company? But today, let me ask you, do you have something else that could help our
1: audience? I do. And thank you so much. It's called Better in 52 Weeks. Better in 52 Weeks is my compilation in the book of 52 of my best five-minute business and success solutions. And it is mapped out based on how to maybe start up your new division or department or business, then how to grow that division department or business, and then how to be more productive as you do this, how to coalesce the team, and then how to lead your people into future success. And this is very exciting to me because it gives people this book, is not only, it's on Amazon, it's an eight and a half by 11, Uh, pre-orders are available now, shameless plug. But I'm so excited (laughs) because it got picked up by a publisher who said, People need the accountability. They need to know what to do. A lot of people, you know, during a crisis, challenge or change, they just throw up their hands and they say, "I don't know what to do next. I don't know how to solve the problem." So I'm just going to maybe surf the web and looking look for some answers. And then six hours go by and they still don't have a solution. This is designed to be the solutions. If you say, "Gosh, you know, my people are not really focused today," there's a five minute plan for that. If you say, "My people are really," struggling with being productive, there's a five-minute plan for that. If you say, I'm wondering how to grow my business and take it to the next level, there's a five-minute plan for that. If I'm trying to figure out how I can be a better leader for the people around me, there's a five-minute plan for that. So the whole idea is hinged on every week. You with your team or without your team work on one of these five-minute plans to have your business, your success, and you be just a little bit better every single week in just 5 minutes. Now, if you're crystal clear on everything going on and everything is good 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 good, it might only take 5 minutes. For some of the forms, I'm going to confess, if everything is just one page, it might take a little bit longer. But I'm very excited about this because it also comes with an online vault. So once you get the book, you also get this whole electronic vault so you can use the forms you can use everything as many times as you want you can buy one book get access to the vault send out one of these to your teams every single week and your training is done for you for a year
0: wow you thought of everything i love it that you always come prepared for everything that comes from your experience i'm sure of that and doesn't time fly by I mean, it just flies by. I I never, never realized before I started this show that, hey, it just flies by. But I have one closing question for you. And it's really important because people want to know what are you going to do today to be remarkable?
1: So today, so specifically today, first off, I got to be on this amazing podcast, but very specifically today, you know, I woke up this morning and I learned this from a friend of mine. She said, I woke up this morning with every intent in my heart to practice gratitude for everything going on around me. And that that's my today's goal. Today is what the, the 28th of October. And, you know, if you look at all the terrible things going on in the world, it is easy to get discouraged and sad and then somehow be unmotivated and it's very easy to go to go inward and think inwardly and be myopic and focus only on us and i think that when we practice when we actively try To practice gratitude, it lends itself into serving others. So I woke up this morning and I looked at my puppies and I was like, you know what we're going to do today, girls, my girls, my puppies, we are going to focus on practicing gratitude. And we're going to be grateful for every little, somebody cuts you off in traffic. I am grateful to be driving today. Whatever happens today, we're just going to be grateful for everything.
0: Wow. That's a message that we all can learn and share in because that's the true meaning of being remarkable because it's all about others when you start then it gives that to others and my challenge to our audience out there today is yes what are you going to do today to be remarkable and we'd love to hear it either in the chat or give us a comment because this will be rebroadcast shortly and we'd love to hear that because that's what we're all about And to our audience here, thanks so much for being with us today. First of all, Mary, thanks for sharing your heart out. And the message is clear that leadership is up to us and we can do this. And we all can do things today so much different. Thank you for sharing that. And also, there's information on the screen that's been running so that you can Have Mary at your next event. And also we will be sharing all the information she has shared with us shortly. And just remember, she's on the road a lot. She books quickly. So make up those choices. Make up those minds. And we also hope you'll be with us next week. Can you believe it, Mary? It's already November. It will be November next week. (laughs) Next Friday, November 4th, we will have the remarkable keynote speaker, Kenyon solo and you will not want to miss it he's a best sought after keynote speaker as well as a professional skydiver now that really just goes into and he's also from your area Denver (laughs) so you won't want to miss that and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel because that's where all of our live shows will be at And you'll be able to see that. And also you'll be able to go back in case all your notes, you didn't get them all taken today. You can go back and uh, relive those at any time. And we'd love to have that. And I just think that today is a special day. Thank you so much for sharing everything, Mary. And I just wish for everyone out there a remarkable fall weekend. And yes, Let's be grateful and thankful for it all.